So we're really thankful for these teams, um, for this community in actual fact, that our value to empower each other and to bring renewal into our everyday lives um, is even taking form and taking shape as these teams collectively commit to contributing in really significant ways to who we are and how we continue to move forward and that we partner together um, in this. And it might seem strange to give an update like this when we aren't meeting, when we can't see each other and like have chit-chats and I think it really begs the question, like, who are we when we aren't gathered? We're disjointed, like the lives that we're living right now is, um, is maybe feeling fractured from the norms and the consistent rhythms that we've been used to. And maybe some of you feel that sense of loss, like we've lost this collective sense of belonging in a way and the specific things that we usually do together that we're not doing. And one of those main things that we do every single week is that we gather as a community, as Missio, around the table, around the communion table. And it's the, it is the center of our worship. It's both the center physically in this like wooden table that stands in our space, but it's also the center of the way that we respond on a Sunday together. We gather around this table and we respond every single week. And the table itself represents the presence of Jesus in our midst. The one who welcomes, the one who forgives, the one who empowers, the one who receives us, the one who loves us. And he does that collectively, but also individually. And that is demonstrated as we gather around the table week after week after week. And so where is the table when we're not here? Like if this is something that is so much a part of our worship and our activity and where we point ourselves week in and week out, where is the table when we're not here? And there's a passage from Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19 that that talks about this for us, Monsieur. It says, for where two or three gather in my name, there am I with you. So, Missio, the table is in your home. And as you gather around and say a prayer at a meal, Christ is with you. And as you set up communion and take it, and we're going to take it today out of these little cups, and it all feels a bit strange. But even as we do this, like Johnny and I together, and as we invite you into this week to week, Christ is with us. When we have conversations with family members or roommates, or when the dog is running outside and these significant conversations are happening with a spouse or with a child, Christ is with us. Christ is with you. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. And so we're still community. We're still held by the faithfulness of Christ around our own tables, in our own homes. But the church doesn't just stop in our homes or around our own table. Right. God promises to be with us, promises the Spirit empowers that space, promises that when we gather in God's name to be uniquely present, 
but that is not just true of the tables in our home. Mm-hmm. In fact, it spreads out from our tables. It spreads out from the table that here in Missio when we gather, it spreads out from the table in our own home to the tables in our neighborhoods, in our friends' homes, and in strangers' homes. Mm-hmm. Similar to the passage that Heather read in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends his disciples out into the world in pairs of two, and he says this, when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Hmm. This passage is so fascinating because right before this moment in verse 3, Jesus says specifically his, to his disciples, he's like, I'm going to send you into the world. I'm going to send you in pairs of two. Go into homes. Eat what is offered to you. There's peace there. There's presence there. But go as lambs among wolves. Hmm. You don't bring any money. Don't bring, don't bring any bags. Don't bring extra clothes. Don't bring any sandals. Instead, enter vulnerable, hmm. dependent. Hmm. Dependent on who? Oh, the strangers in the town. Go into those strange places as guests hmm. and be met by them. Isn't that wild? It's so wild. Jesus sends out his disciples, not as saviors, not as like that traditional notion of a missionary they have, that like they're bringing rescue or they're bringing uh, like revival, they're bringing like civilization. It's none of those things. Instead, they go as guests, humble and vulnerable lambs that are dependent upon the kindness and generosity of strangers. And God's like, in that moment, as you eat at their home, the things that they've provided, the kingdom is near. That's actually what we see in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Takes on the form of a human who comes in the clothing of a servant, who washes his disciples' feet, who descends and condescends from power and glory because that's who he is by his very nature, to be dependent in total vulnerability. And it is actually in and through that posture of guess that the kingdom begins to open. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, well, at least for me, I think I, as like a dude, struggle with this notion. Like struggle with the vulnerability and the humility that is present in the disciples and in Jesus and that Jesus calls all his disciples to have. I struggle because it requires a level of vulnerability that I think is difficult and because I miss that God is doing something in the vulnerability. And that's actually kind of what's amazing about what comes next in this passage in Luke. The disciples go out, and then they come back. The 72, they return with joy. This is verse 17. And they say to Jesus, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given authority to you to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That is such a fascinating passage because verse 9 and 10 feel so ordinary and then verse 17 through 20 feels like so extraordinary and supernatural. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I often want to disconnect them and Jesus says, no, they, they actually happen together. Mm-hmm. That in the ordinariness of table gatherings and parties and the humility that the disciples bring into that space as guests, that's when the kingdom comes and evil is overthrown. That in a people who are filled with the authority and the spirit of God in their practice of vulnerability and their practice of simpleness and their practice of gathering at other people's homes as guests, 
the kingdom of God is opened. Evil is overthrown. Lives are healed. And grace is extended. I think we struggle to see that. We want heroics. We want grand displays and massive gestures. But God is inviting us to the table. The same way that God invites us to the table on a Sunday to participate in the kingdom that he's bringing and healing. He invites us to open the table in our own homes with our friends and our family. And then he invites us to go as guests to the tables of those around us where we might practice humility and open up the kingdom as guests. And I think the question for us, more than anything else, is will we pay attention? Hmm. The disciples are sent in the twos, and when Jesus sends the disciples in these towns, he's like, would you watch? Would you pay attention? Would you see who receives you and see where peace is? Would you discern what's happening in that space, in that town? Would you pay attention to what I'm doing and join my movement? The same is true of us. Will we pay attention to what God is doing? Will we go as guests, humble and yet filled with power, waiting to see what God might do in that space? Will we pay attention? And miss you, every time that we gather at the table in our own home or when we used to gather at this table here, part of what we're doing is practicing paying attention. And so wherever you are, Missio, if you're in your home and you have a bagel or a bowl of cereal or you have communion elements and you're prepared for this moment, would you gather those with us right now? Hmm. And as we take communion, I'm going to pray over you a prayer that I've written, but it's modeled after prayers that have come for hundreds of years in the church. And it's specifically a prayer that would be said over the meal at the table that would invite us to pay attention to God's presence in that meal. And so, Missio, would you take your cup and your bread, whatever elements it is that you have, would you pay attention to what God is doing here? Let me pray, and then we'll take this. God, we know that you are present here with us and in us and all around us. We know that you are at work cultivating your kingdom in the bread and the cup, in the ordinary meals and humble parties. We know it, we've heard of it, your story tells us of it so many times, but we often miss it. We try to manufacture it or we try to control it. We try to control you. God, today as we gather around your meal, would you help us practice presence? Help us see your work. Submit to it and join in and participate with you.